This podcast is based on a true story. The Stolen Girls of Americus. Episode 2. The Horrors of the Leesburg Stockade. In the backwoods of 1960s Leesburg, Georgia, you're liable to find either peace or horror. Buried deep in its center flow creeks of spring water fresh enough to drink. And beyond the canopy of dark trees is a Civil War-era stockade, a former home to prisoners of war and the current residents of over a dozen missing Black girls. It's the Leesburg Stockade. Planted in the middle of nothing, The old building betrays its age. Rusted bars adorn windows of shattered glass, and decaying bricks bear decades-old battle wounds. But the internal damage is far worse. The stench is what hits you first. Urine, feces, rot. It permeates the air and seeps into every crevice of the room, even into the pores of the girls trapped inside. Layered filth hides the concrete floor's gray, as do a handful of thin mattresses that only fit a handful of girls. The others make beds of dirt. They suppress any shame as the only place to piss and defecate is a toilet on full display. With the only source of water, a broken faucet that drips, drips, drips at a languid pace. Showering is a luxury that they often can't afford. In that condition is where the girls languish day after day. Hey, y'all, I think the car is back. Who is it? I don't know, but I bet we holler loud enough, we'll get his attention. Help! Help! No! Pop said that if we... (laughs) Suck time, ladies. Egg salad again. He must be going for a world record. World record and stretching a bowl of egg salad? That's the same slop from four days ago. It's what we have, so it's going to have to do. Now bow your heads. Father God, thank you for one more day in your grace, and thank you for your watchfulness over all of us as we await our freedom. (coughs) And thank you for nourishment. Amen. Amen. Dang, Lorena, close your mouth when you eat. I suggest you mind your business. You'd be wise to finish your own plate, lest you starve to death. Sandra, come on now and eat. You ain't had a thing since yesterday. Fine, I'll eat this nasty burger. Where that boiled meat? Gimme! You don't want no egg salad with that burger, Sandra? Nuh-uh. How about you, Shirley? You ain't hungry? Shirley Green, quit picking at your shoes and eat something. Uh-oh. I'm sick of all this crap. Get down from that window before you hurt yourself. I can't breathe in here. 
I can't breathe. Can we get some fresh air? It's hotter than the devil, I swear. And the food. Can we get burgers that ain't covered in mold or food that ain't old egg salad and a bed? Can we have one bed at least so we can take turns getting off this cold, hard, dirty floor? All that yelling ain't gonna do nothing, Loretta. And now you talking? You been sitting in that corner all day like you in timeout. Ain't nobody hearing you out there, Lorena. That's all I'm saying. Don't you think somebody would have come by now? And if they did hear you, they probably white folk too, so... What you think they gonna do? Then what should we do, Shirley? Huh? Sit here and pick dirt off our shoes like you? Yes, yeah, but I thought. It's okay, Lorena. It's okay. I just want to breathe again, Carol. I just want to breathe. Most Sunday services at Friendship Baptist Church are filled with the murmurs of small talk in pews, the who would have thoughts, the whatsoevers, the I wouldn't have believed it if she hadn't told me's of church folk gossiping about the goings on in the community. Laughter would ring through the floorboards, the sweet sound of children in Sunday school either learning lessons of faith or ignoring them. Some parents in the sanctuary above cut those giggles short with a single stomp a warning that said, you better act right before I come down there and make you. Positioned behind the pastor said the church choir, decked out in purple robes trimmed in gold. Harmonies against the organ could be heard well beyond the church's four walls as sopranos and altos, tenors and basses battled to see who'd pull the most hallelujahs from the congregants. Any such joyful noise vanished the day the girls did. Friends, family, loved ones, concerned citizens, organizers, deacons, deaconesses, SNCC leaders, pastors, fathers, and mothers. Fear is carved in their faces, markings of voided souls. Yes, on this Sunday morning, the walls of the church are filled threefold beyond capacity, and still, the void demands more. Its blackness cries out for more because it is still empty. Despite the number, despite the wailing, the tears, the prayers, the void demands more. Something primal, uncontrolled, unrepentant, something loud, something angry, something mad. Brothers, sisters, please let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, we ask that you keep our daughters safe, wherever they may be. We know you will continue to look after them until their safe return home. Lord God, all we ask is that you point us in the right direction so that we may be a vessel for you to find our children, God's children. Amen. Amen. Where are our girls, Mabel? Been two days since we've seen them. Nick, the ones who organized this mess, why don't we know what they did with our girl? Listen, if Snick hadn't come down to America's without his freedom fighting, my Shirley would be safe at home. 
You call this freedom, huh, Mabel? Where are they, Mabel? Listen! Where are they? These, these all them civil rights you talking about. Listen! Answer us! Listen for one damn minute! Excuse me, I'm sorry. Listen, I wish I could answer your question. God knows I want the same answers for myself that you all do. You don't think I'm mad that my granddaughter is one of the girls missing? I ain't closed my eyes for a week. And you think we have? No, of course not. We have been looking day and night for our girls. Well, you must not be looking hard enough because Shirley still ain't home. Can you explain that to me, Mabel? Well, I got some news. I did like you say, Mrs. Mabel, and I got word back from Gerald. Word about what? Who's Gerald? He the janitor over at the Martin Theater. He been listening hard for anything about where the girls might be. And? And? No dice. Don't you talk about no dice up in here. Sorry, ma'am. I mean, there ain't been no luck. Afraid I got something similar to report. My sister-in-law, Pauline, do housekeeping for that fancy lawyer over in the Red House. She ain't heard a lick about our girls. Quiet! Quiet! Now we're not going back and doing all this yelling and shouting at each other. I know you're frustrated and scared, and that looking for answers got you looking for someone to blame but we pointing fingers at the wrong ones. I don't know if it was the KKK or the police or who the hell else it could be. Pardon me. Tell you this much though, just because I say civil rights ain't black or white, don't think for one second I ain't been taking note of how restless white folks in America's been this summer. Maybe the sun burning them a little pinker than they like, but I got an itch that wherever our girls are, Someone trying to teach them a lesson. But we taking these white folks to our school now. In his heavenly name, we gonna be teaching lessons here today. And with the hand of God, we won't stop till these hard lessons are learned. As much searching as we've done so far, there's still more ground to cover. Much, much more. Now is the time to get organized. We're going to need some volunteers to make some posters, and we're going to split into search groups, start checking every one of these houses, every store, every corner, every inch of this town, because we have no idea where they're keeping our babies. But we will find them. And woe unto them if we find our babies with a scratch with any bloodshed, without a breath. Woe be unto them, because then, sweet Jesus, then they will learn their last lesson. Sandra, can you sit still so I can braid this hair right? Unless you want your head looking like a crow's nest. I'm almost done. Just sit tight. Psst. Lorena. Is Shirley still sitting in that corner? Yeah. Hey, Shirley. <laughs> you still ain't eat? Lorena. Go check on her. Uh, 
Why I gotta check on her? Cuz. Cause she check on you. Fine. <laughs> Only cause I ain't got nothing better to do. Hey, you the oldest one here, Shirley. That means you're supposed to be making us less scared. What's wrong? I had a dream last night. A nightmare, really. I was back in the woods, running and running and running so hard, my lungs felt damn near ready to explode. Then everything went black. Black as tar. Black, blacker than black. I never seen such dark. I couldn't even see my hands. Couldn't see nothing. Yeah, that's right. I got lost in nothing. And I couldn't find my way out of nothing. I screamed for my mama and she didn't answer. I called for Verna and Carol too, but they ain't answer neither. I even called for you. Anyway, I woke up in a sweat and now I can't get the smell off me. Hey, you smell like two weeks outside. Same as me. Nikki over there smell worse than you. Like she been outside a month. <sighs> what I wouldn't do for a shower. Oh, what I wouldn't do to hear my church choir sing. Right now I'd be in church. It's the first time I ever missed Sunday service. My brothers and sisters better have gone without me. I'm the one who usually gets them all dressed up real nice if mama's busy. Robert hates wearing that powder blue suit, but he looks so cute in it. Hey, you forgot about me. You dress me sometimes too. You too, little bit. Now sit straight so I can finish your hair. Mm. I ain't no little bit. I'd be in the kitchen with my grandma making collards. Your grandmama lets you cook? Yeah, why not? You don't think I can cook? No, I ain't saying that, Lorena. Good. Why you think everybody calls me Minnie Mabel? I ain't never heard nobody call you no Minnie Mabel. <laughs> Hush up, Shirley. I liked you better when you was quiet. I'm just teasing you, Lorena. You do everything with your grandma, don't you? Of course. I got to follow her path, lead my own community. And whenever I walk down the street, they're going to know my name. Ooh, them some mighty big shoes to fill. But that's what you're supposed to do. Like she always say, I got to do the work. And anyway, how else am I going to earn my own pins, fill my own vest? How else am I going to make change? If I was home right now, I'd probably be in the house doing chores or maybe doing my homework after I take a shower hot enough to burn off my skin. Homework! <laughs> my mama don't play about school. What would you be doing if your mama wasn't home? Well, I guess I don't mind doing homework. I actually like school. Get out of here. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but, Okay. Maybe I'd be looking through Vogue or something like that. Or probably reading something. I never could resist the call of a good book. The only call I'm getting is from God, telling me to get involved at the church. I don't think I'd be a pastor, though. Maybe a deacon. You'd probably be knocking on folks' doors like a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Whatever it is I do, I just want to help people. 
like my grandma. And you will. Know why? Because you're the most stubborn person I know. And I always will be. I ain't letting nothing or no one stop me. No time soon. I ain't never going to stop fighting. I know that's right. <coughs> Amen to that. <coughs> Verna, you sound worse. Nah, I was just trying to, I was just... Sandra, sit here while I get some water. I got it, Carol. Sandra's head needs you more. I'll get the water. Wait, Shirley. You feeling better now? Much better. Thank you. She takes it to Verna, who sprawled on the ground with her arms and legs spread as if she's making a snow angel from the floor's grime. Here, Verna. Drink some of this. I can't. Just a little. I tried earlier. <coughs> it just came right back up. That's because this water ain't no good for drinking. No good for nothing. Hi. I'll be out back checking the pipes. Good man. Good man. Good man. Good man. Pops enters the room, and whatever smile he wore collapses into a sneer his thin lips forming a wrinkled line. His hard gaze sweeps every corner until he finds his target. Sandra, right? All heads turn to the young girl, who's still seated between Carol's legs. Her hair is undone, and the part down her scalp's middle separates what's tamed from what's wild. Yes, sir? Come here. You do something. What you need her to do? None your goddamn business. Can I help instead? I could clean and wash and, and do whatever you need. I'm older. I'm stronger. Sandra, she's still too young. Hey, I ain't too young. Ouch! Don't pinch me, Carol. You heard the little darling. She ain't too young. Come on, Sandra. Get your ass up. No, no, no. Not my cousin. She's just a little girl. And the sun rises every Tuesday. Now tell me something I don't know. And if I got to tell your cousin to move one more again, understand that it'll be you who hung her up to dry. Okay. Let me just help her up. Her foot been uh, sitting so still and whatnot. Listen quick. I don't trust him. So you don't trust him either. Hear me? Why not? Where he taking me? Not too far. There ain't nothing to worry about as long as you keep your eyes open. Both of them. You hear me? But if he, if, if, if he touches you anywhere funny, you gotta tell me the truth. Don't keep it secret. I need you to be honest, okay? Is something bad gonna happen to me? Uh, don't be silly, girl. I, I'm just making sure you know you can tell me anything. How long it take to get a 30-pound thing like her up on her hinds? Come on, girl. Carol pulls her cousin from the ground. Her once lilac dress hangs looser than it did days ago, but Carol still straightens it to cover her sharp shoulders. When she adjusts her sleeves, dandruff flakes flutter and fall on her rouge pink socks. When you get back, I'ma finish this right up. Okay. Pick your feet up. Come on, hurry now. And I best not hear people out of the rest of you, especially you, Miss Minnie Mabel. 
Just be sure Sandra get back here in one piece. One more word from you gonna be your last one with teeth. Follow me, little girl. What the hell is he finna do? I'm scared to think about it. Oh, Carol, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to... I didn't mean it like that. I mean it like that. Lord, all I had to do was protect her. Now I don't know where she's going or what he's going to do to her. God help her. Look over my baby cousin. Please, God. This place is hell. It's worse than hell because we ain't supposed to be here. I wish someone would hurry up and find us and take us home. Wishing ain't done us no good so far. Don't start, Lorena. It's just an expression. It don't have to be, though. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, let's quit wishing and do it. Let's go home. Sure. Let's go home, Lorena. We'll politely ask Pops for the key out of here. And heck, why not? Can you give us a ride into America, too? Please? I'm serious. If we want to change something, we got to do something. And what are we going to do? We're going to escape. Eyeballing the room, Pops' office was barely the size of a prison cell, six by eight feet max. Located in the back of the stockade, the cool concrete and stone walls mirror the girls' quarters, but he's afforded the comfort of a threadbare carpet and used air conditioner. Two chairs and a wooden desk, its legs propped up by a stack of coasters, are crammed in the corner. Old newspapers, framed photos, and a portable radio spread across the contrived workspace. Jane Mansfield, in all her conventional glamour, winks from a poster poised adjacent the desk, as if the actress was solely there to entertain a recluse. Mm. Take a sit. I don't bite. <laughs> you little niggas are something else. Across the country, y'all doing these here demonstrations. And uh, what y'all call it a while back, a uh, 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 children's crusade. Like you little niggas got special powers or something to make things different. <laughs> of course, uh, you, you don't know nothing about that, do you? Y'all been here like about a month of Sundays, ain't ya? Niggers like y'all? Do that? <laughs> Probably think it's Black Brits or something, huh? Mm, yeah. <laughs> y'all something else, something else. Now, your bigger niggas, they ain't the ones that got you thinking you can make a difference. Thinking you can fight the good fight. <laughs> By going to a goddamn picture show? Just follow the sign. Follow the sign. If you can't read, just follow a nigga in front of you and go over to the back. Just go to the goddamn back door of the picture house and ain't none of this gotta happen. None of it. Oh, some damn fool. 
wonder Sheriff Fred ain't pick you up sooner. Pops, who's that? Jay Mansfield? That's a whole lot of women. That's who that is. Yes, Should have been mine if I had any sense. Not the white lady. The little girl. Sandra picks up a framed photo and hands it to Pops. There are holes in the dust on the glass where he'd been holding the picture just moments ago. He remembers the ocean lapping behind them as they stood for the photo, fishing rods in their one hand, his other one holding up the 20-pound catfish trophy from the favorite day of his life. The girl in the photo used her other hand to hug the leg of her hero. That's Lucy May. <laughs> Probably on your age there. Uh, um, how old are you? She's nine and a half. Yep, yep, yep. That's just what I figured. Yes, that's what I figured. She was uh, about nine, 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 ten. She's about nine, ten. She ain't here no more. She ain't here? Did, did, did Lucy die? Nah, she moved. A few states over. Her mama, my daughter, she was itching to get out of here since the day she was born. Shoot. She must have been the crying baby the world seen. She wailed all night. Go, what? Wow! All night long, just wow! All night, boo hooing to the crow sing, I swear. Hmm. Sad that I knew she hated it here. Yeah. She went up north hoping to find some peace, she said. Yeah. I am walking this there going on 70-something years. The only piece I found is right here in this hitch back. Maybe you should walk up north. Look at you. You, you ain't nothing but skin and bones, girl. Your cousin ain't sharing no food with you. Don't say it ain't enough. Starving. <laughs> yeah. She liked them too. <laughs> don't don't tell your cousin I gave them to you. I might get jealous. Okay, I won't. <laughs> hey pops, I finna second them pops. They're gonna take more than a wrench to fix, but I got them started. Sandra, don't you move. Way right there, story. Way right there. I'll be right out. Pops, worse for where you say, huh? Uh, uh y- yes, sir. Y- uh, y- y'all should consider gun the whole place if you're gonna keep the locking folks up in here. Maybe a coat of paint or two, or, or three, or, uh, maybe, uh... Hello? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, well, I guess you you best come back with your tool kick next time you drop off the food. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, bring my tool kit and, and uh, some fresh meat. I'll bring, I'll bring some fresher meat. You just make sure that's all you brings back with you, Story. Keep it simple when that nigga head is. Your toolkit and some meat. And I need more eggs, too. Almost out of egg salad. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, eggs, meat, 
toolkit. Keep it simple. I got it, Pops. I got it. Uh, anything else? <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm gonna go then, and I'll be seeing you. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I'll be back. Pops, can I have some more? Sure. Go ahead. The ground you walk is a black handyman, the go-to one in town. You walk on rarefied air. You become the best kind of black man in white folks' eyes, a black man the white folk need, a black man with a key that can either lock away secrets or let them overflow like water rushing from unclogged pipes. And what you do best as a black handyman that white folk need is keep your mouth shut. <sighs> Damn it. Hey, you get home safe now, Miss Mabel. You do the same, Pastor, and thank you. Mm -mm, don't thank me. Most important thing is finding them girls. Show enough. All right now. Have a good afternoon. It's hotter than the devil, I swear. A kiss of sweat beads along Mabel's temple as the moisture coils the gray around her hairline. She wields a church fan under the sun's toxic blaze, and it does nothing to cool the fire burning her from the inside out. Though she stands on the precipice of 70, Mabel is light on her feet with sprinter's knees that make her quicker than many of Snick's young initiates. Today, however, her knees are heavy. Today, she's a tortoise looking at the distant tail of the hare, but at least she's moving. The walk to her home is a 10-minute revelry, usually. Lately, each of those minutes has been an hour of sorrow. Miss Mabel, wait one second. Mabel watches Bernice jog towards her. The younger woman's hair is styled in a crop bob, looking something like a missing member from the Supremes. If only she could find her baby love. Oh, Bernice. Well, that's a nice way to greet someone. I'm just surprised. Figure you were still upset with me after that meeting. About that, I didn't mean to be so harsh. When you've been doing this as long as I have, your skin gets thick. That why you always smell like Vaseline? <laughs> I might be weathered, but these markings of a woman who survived war, it's why I wear this thick skin proudly. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mabel. Just Mabel. Mabel, I don't want you thinking I don't respect the work you've done for this community. You've done more than a lot of folks around here. But when your work means putting my baby at risk, then you've crossed the line. Okay. Okay. Look, you're more than entitled to feel how you feel, just like I'm going to feel my feelings. And I'm mighty proud how my Lorena and your Shirley and all those girls picketed that theater. You saying they martyrs to your cause. 
course not. But ain't you proud that your daughter stood for something? Not if the next time I see her is in a casket. Stay alive, Bernice. You don't know everything, and you especially don't know that. I gotta get home. I got laundry to do, dinner to fix, need to roll my hair, get Shirley ready for... Oh. I'm going home to fry some catfish, and knowing me, I'll probably cook more than I can eat. And I hear you've got the best collards in town. Wouldn't mind the company if your laundry can wait. I don't know. I might have a little time. Been a minute since I had some catfish. I can't stay too long, though. Sounds like you're saying yes. <laughs> Is that what that sounds like? <laughs> now, I heard about your catfish, but now who be telling <laughs> Oh, good. You know I love me some collards. You know Escape? Are you out your mind, Loretta? You must be out yours to think I'm going to sit here twiddling my thumbs. The door is right there. Let's go. You saw what just happened with Sandra. Who the hell knows what he's doing to her? You want to stay here and, and watch one of these girls get taken next? Right, Carol? She's right, Shirley. Ain't nobody come for us yet. Escaping might be our only hope. Exactly. Wait, 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 wait. If we're serious, then first we need to learn anything we can about this place, about Pops. We still don't know where we are. It's always wait. Sit back. Be patient. There ain't no time for patience. I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting out of here tonight. We ain't going nowhere without Sandra. Now quiet before Pops hears you. Remember, he stayed with that gun on his hip. See? We gotta have a plan. If it comes down to escaping, then we're going to do it right. Hear me, Lorena? Fine. I'll wait. For now. <gasps> I'm sorry. I'm going to clean it up. And don't worry, it's just a cold. Maybe the flu or stomach bug? Yeah, it's got to be that. Go lay down, Verna. You ain't cleaning nothing. I got it, Carol. Why don't you just go and, and see if no, you No, I got it. I need something to calm my nerves anyway. Well, do it quick. It's thanks. And she looks a mess. That definitely ain't no cold. Yeah, something's wrong with Verna. I know what a cold look like. Wiped up too many snotty noses not to. We need to make sure that stomach bug don't get worse. Let me go get a rag and clean this up. If it's a stomach bug, why is Verna the only one sick? We all ate this rotten food. Something else is going on with her. Didn't I tell y'all I'm fine? Don't fuss over me. Mm. It might make me sicker. I'm gonna be sick if somebody don't clean this shit. Lorena! What? There, that's gonna have to do. Now, Verna, don't think for a minute I ain't keeping my eye on you. Because you ain't fine. Now lay back down. Okay. Okay. Carol, is Sandra okay? Of course she is, sugar. She's just on a, a little errand. She'll be back, Sue. Then can you braid my hair like you do, Sandra? Oh, me too, me too. You're going to have to wait a second, honey. 
But why? why? Please, Please, Carol. All right, girls. Come on over here. We're going to play a game that I bet you're going to love. Hopscotch. Now go use that rock over there and trace out the board. Rest of you, get in single file. They sure needed that, Shirley. Look like I rubbed off on you. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Miss Mary Mac, 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 all dressed in black, black, black. So we just gonna play games? Pretend like we back at home? Don't you start. All I'm saying is, we could be almost home if we wasn't here playing patty cake. With Sandra gone and no plan like Shirley say, we ain't about to do nothing stupid just because you tired of twiddling your thumbs. Then I guess I'm going to have to get out here alone. Stop! Let us out! Let us out! Let us out! Lorena, you're going to get us all in trouble. I don't care no more. I ain't going to pretend this is okay. You two better not start arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm telling Lorena to shut up. Make me. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Now quiet down. Quiet down. I want you two picking it is and you with the nappy hair. You, you, and you two. All six of y'all, come with me. Shirley, Carol, Verna, Lorena, and two others huddle together. But none move closer to Pops. Not till Sandra's back. Don't you worry about Sandra. She's just fine. Now get over here. What for? For causing a ruckus up in here. Y'all been back here hollering, screaming. Got the nerve to be talking about escaping. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I heard you, Lorena. Every single time. So now everyone's got a chance to go visit a little place I like to call the hole. And it's worse than your scares nightmare. Trust me. <laughs> oh, wipe them looks off your faces, ladies. You know what? Don't. I like to see the fear in your eyes. Now, single file. Single file. The smell of vanilla mixes with catfish frying in Mabel's kitchen. Her living room is small but quaint with orange walls that glow like a warm hearth. The shaggy carpet is deep enough to bury her feet, and it nearly buries Bernice's as she maneuvers around the cream couch observing frame photos lining the walls. Pictures abound of Mabel with different movement leaders. Bernice stops at a photo that stands on the fireplace's mantle. It's a young Lorena wearing a too-big vest with a sprinkle of pins. Her toothless grin is brighter than any pin on the vest. Tears coat Bernice's eyes. You all right there, Bernice? I'd say you've outdone yourself, Mabel. I give it to you. You sure can cook. Oh, this ain't even nothing. Give me a few more hours with my little helper, Lorena, and we whip up the last supper, good as it be. Them collards ain't too bad, neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be Helen. I hope you don't mind. 
I told her to stop by after she got through searching. Not at all. It's so nice to see you, Helen. Thank you for stopping by. And miss your cooking. Not a chance in the world. Come on, we're in the kitchen. Ooh, who's all this catfish for? Protesters, and I made a little extra for us. <laughs> good, because I came here with an empty belly. Hey there, Bernice. Helen, good to see you. What you got there? Just some pot liquor. Figure y'all ladies might want some. Oh, I need something a little stronger than that. But you ladies gone right ahead and go on, get you a plate, Helen. Yes, ma'am. Grab a glass. Let me pour you a touch here of this bourbon. Finest you'll taste. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to have to decline. Can't drink alcohol on the Lord's Day. I'll stick to my pot liquor. Sure you don't want no real liquor? I think the Lord will understand you take a little nip under these circumstances. You can pour me a little bit. Just a hair. The kids are with their daddy. All right, pour me a glass. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's some good bourbon right there. Mm. Got it from a man named Mr. Lawrence Fisher. He knew I loved me some bourbon, so he gifted it to me. A good man. Good, good man. They shot him dead down in Mississippi a few years back. He was trying to vote. You know, working in this movement long as I have, one thing I learned is to always have a nice bottle of bourbon around. If you're going to be on your feet all day dealing with all this mess, might as well be able to come home and enjoy you a proper glass. All my life, I've been taught, fight for what's right, no matter when, no matter how, no matter the cost. That's why I joined SNCC, why we brought a chapter to Americas, and to see all these young people behind some of our biggest movements across the South, it feeds my soul. But Mabel, you think that's right for children? This influence you and SNCC have on our kids is putting their lives in danger. And I know, I know you're not doing it on purpose. But you compromise their safety every time you tell them to fight, fight, fight. These are children, babies we talking about. My baby. Anyone can, no matter how young or old, fight for a cause if they care enough. What kind of message am I sending if I tell them to sit down? Only thing we're teaching our children if we tell them not to fight is to accept crumbs. Then why not let them focus on getting an education first and then fighting the good fight? I don't know a movement leader that isn't college educated. Education is how they'll achieve a better life. Education won't save our children from being called niggas, from getting beaten or dragged in the streets like a hog on a rope. Education didn't stop our girls from being kidnapped right from under our noses, did it? All I'm saying is our kids are going to be at risk whether or not they fight. Then let them be kids. Pardon me. I didn't mean to shout. You know, 
I keep thinking about the last time I spoke to Shirley. She said she was going to walk the creek with some friends. I didn't doubt for a second she wouldn't, but she went on downtown when I told her she better not. And she promised she wouldn't. Now I keep asking myself, did I do something wrong? Have I been too strict with her? Why didn't I see this coming? Oh, Bernice. All I'm saying is, let these kids be kids. This world is cruel and hungry, ready to consume our babies and hate the second it gets a chance. Can't we at least let them enjoy innocence while they can? All Shirley wants to do is go out and be grown. But I'm scared. Mabel, I'm scared. You should be, because like you say, it's a cruel and hungry world, and our girls are already in it. Look, I can't pretend to know what my Carol is going through in life all the time. She's constantly changing, always running up to me saying, Mama, I want to do this, or Mama, I want to fight that. It's a new thing every day. And Lord knows it scares the dog slob out of me, not knowing if the wind will blow her this way or the other. But then I remember Proverbs chapter three, five through six. And I say to myself, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That's how I know my baby and your babies too. I know that they're safe and protected. So whatever it is our children do, it's gonna be okay in the end. I have faith in that. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hello? Hey, uh, Mabel. It's James Mansfield. James? Why are you calling? There ain't no meeting today. I wasn't calling about the snake meeting. All right, then. It's a little late to be on the phone. <sighs> Listen, Mabel. We searched all over and no signs of the girls. Well, we know they've been locking folks up in other counties. That's the thing. We got all our correspondence in every city and town in Georgia to check. Nothing's came back. They ain't showing up anywhere. They was processed at that jail over in Dawson. That's the last time anyone's seen them. Mabel, the, the stench of cover-up is all over this. I'm worried something's happened oh, to- Oh, would you stop all that? trying to cause more of a panic than there already is. We gotta look harder, and we will. I, I didn't call to, to worry you, I just... <sighs> Mabel, have you considered all the possibilities at play here? <sighs> Getting me all riled up for no reason. Was that James? Yeah. What'd he say? Nothing good. Are the girls okay? I don't know. Lorena, the girls, they're God knows where. Pinks and purples dance above the forest as sunsets for its leave. 
The full moon waits in the wings, prepared to take center stage amongst the stars. The girls gaze wide-eyed through hulking trees at the sky's routine, a sight far different from the cracked ceiling they blankly stare at on restless nights. Lorena inhales a long breath, clinging to the fresh air for as long as she can. Almost a minute later, she releases it in a contented sigh. It fades when she peeks over her shoulder. Tracks of a car imprinted in the muddy ground, its trail from a road just beyond the stockade. With moss and wilted wildflowers growing about its mortar walls, their prison slowly disappears in the distance as Pops leads the six girls, one behind the other, hand in hand, deep into the woods until they're completely enveloped by wilderness. Lorena takes in every detail of the forest. Is, is, is this where you took Sandra? How much farther we gotta go? You really taking us to this hole? Well, wherever he taking us, at least we can finally breathe. Never knew air could smell nice as this. Only foul thing I smell is old and fat. And walking in front of me. Ever heard of the most dangerous game? This is a perfect place to play. <laughs> and I got a feeling you be the one to lose. <laughs> Lorena, don't you dare say another word. Alright, here we are. The group stops in a large clearing the ground around them permanently singed black. No bushes or shrubs grow in its wake. At its center are cellar doors, beaten and battered about as bad as the stockade walls. A rusted chain and lock wrap around the door handles. Believe it or not, big old plantation used to call all this home. Damn Yankees burned it down in the wall. They couldn't burn down this here cellar. <laughs> and it's come the good use for me. Pop steps away from the doors to reveal concrete stairs that descend into a dark abyss, into nothingness. What you standing there for? March your asses down. Shirley hesitates on the last step, her foot hovering above a concrete ground she can't see. She looks above the surface, up the stairs, just in time to steal the last rays of light and catch Pop's sinister smirk. Then... It's nothing but dark. Be strong, y'all. This, this ain't nothing, okay? S- Sandra, are you here? This ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. Lorena? Why are you talking like that? Shirley, are you okay? Please, my head, it'd be okay, Shirley. Why do y'all sound like that? Hello? 
Hello? What's happening? hell is first the phone now someone's at my door this late wait you don't know who that could be ain't nobody gonna scare me in my own house well i ain't gonna let you answer that door alone i'm taking this frying pan and coming with you what you gonna do with that pot liquor helen i ain't gonna offer him nothing to drink i'll tell you that much well all right then who is it? Is this Mabel Barnum's house? Coordinator of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee? I said, who the hell is it? You ain't got a name? I can't tell you that. If I did, they'd kill me. Well, what you want? Uh, I wasn't sure who to go to. But I figured Mabel Barnum would be my best bet. You see, I saw a little girl. A black girl with an old white man. Run me wrong. Made me think of those girls who went missing. Open that door. Shh. Why am I supposed to believe a word you say? Well, I work at a building they was at. Bring food to whoever they was holding up inside. It's a lot of food. Where exactly is this building? About 30 miles south over Leesburg, deep in the woods. Why are we still standing here? We gotta go. Now. Bernice, now wait a second. You can't just stroll up in there willy-nilly. They be watching 24-7. Ain't no getting in, getting out, or getting near that building without old man Pops pulling his trigger. I figured as much. How the other girls look? Did you see any of the others? Nah, just the one. She was eating jelly beans. <sighs> Lord, my niece love her some jelly beans. You know the girl's name? Matter of fact, I do. It's Sandra. Oh, thank the Lord above. A white man named Pops, huh? Ain't heard of him. Well, that's all I know. It ain't safe for me to stay too much longer. I just hope this helps. Not sure you know just how much it do. Thank you. Thank you. We sure do appreciate you. We really do thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank God Sandra's okay. I pray my Shirley and the other girls okay too. I don't doubt it. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Yes. Yes, praise him. Finally, we know where our girls are. The Leesburg Stockade. While this podcast is inspired by actual events and persons, certain characters, incidents, location, dialogue, and names have been fictionalized for the purpose of dramatization. As to any such fictionalization, any similarity to the name or to the actual character or history of any person, living or dead, or actual incident 
is entirely for dramatic purposes and not intended to reflect on any actual character or event. Black history is American history, and yet it is often distorted, devalued, and disregarded. At Push Black, we believe that telling empowering stories on Black life and history can fight against this misinformation and erasure to build a more liberated Black future. Being here with us lets us know you value this work. We can't do it alone. As a nonprofit media company, we rely on support from people like you. Most people donate five or ten bucks a month, but everything makes a difference. Please consider donating at StolenGirls.com. Thank you for supporting the work. This episode features performances by Brooke Brown, Joelle Denise, Precious Jubair, Cindy Camchoon, Richie Camchoon, Deborah Middleman, Leslie Taylor Grover, Bianca Tochi, MJ Vandeveer. Len Webb, Nate Waldo, Chris Yates. This episode is written and directed by Richie Camchoon and co-written by Sydney Smith. The editor is Julian Blackmore, with engineering provided by Nathan Wizard and Yanni Evans. Original music composed by Julian Blackmore. Our producers are Jill Hanairo, Darren Wallace, Len Webb, and Lily Workna. The Stolen Girls of Americas is a co-production of Accelerate Change and Push Black.